So I've got a visual aid for you. Uh, I'm not going to text it to you because it will probably go to a random uh, text chain. Um, so I'm just going to hold this up. What if uh, you were walking in the park and you saw this flyer? Mm. Way of the ninja. When you say you, do you mean me or Ben? Okay, I think it says, now I have to read this wow. backwards. The way of the ninja. Traditional jujutsu and taijutsu. First class free. Learn tumbling, striking, kicking, grappling, throwing, and traditional ninja weapons. Dude. Right. That, oh man, there are some hallmarks in there. It's like, everybody else want to call it, like, jitsu, like, uh, mm. jujitsu, blah, blah, jitsu. As soon as you see, like, a jutsu or a nunchaku instead of nunchucks, then it's like, okay, mm. we got one here. We got a live you, one. You, <laughs> you hit one. Yeah, you got, oh, oh, there's one on the line. We got one here. This is, yeah, Matt, you have stumbled upon some of the true source. Yeah, You're into so... It. It's, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll post this uh, picture on uh, Twitter at Free Legal Pod, but it's, you know, uh, kind of a, the artistic background is maybe like, you know, typical ancient Japanese art style. There's a ninja there. and a, um, So it sounded like, <clears throat> you know, that, like, Ben, when you say you're into it, are you saying like, wow, these guys are in on the seat? These guys know what they're talking about? Or are you, are you a little bit more leery of them because... Oh, 100% Leary. Okay. 100% Leary. <laughs> so Ben wins the prize. The guy, I actually saw the guy posting this. No uh, way. And I, I waited around until he left so I could take a picture of it. Did he do like sad like back kicks to try and staple it to the to the oh, tree? <laughs> that would be awesome. He definitely appeared in a puff of smoke and then disappeared in a puff of smoke, right? <laughs> but just on the other side of the telephone pole <laughs> yeah. that he keeps walking. <laughs> Wait, Matt, you saw a ninja putting these flyers up? It was shit ninja just right there. Yeah, if if true. he's a ninja, I, I feel pretty safe about um, you know the gold bags that I have hidden in my in my home. I mean, normally if you see a flyer, you're already dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this this gentleman was si- singing to himself, "Everybody Wang Chung tonight." I swear <laughs> to God. Wang Chung too? He knows, yeah, he knows jujitsu and Wang Chung. <laughs> He's a fourth level Wang Chung. It would be way more legit if he was Wang Jutsuing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> one level yeah. above Wang Chunging. Uh, and then as soon as he was done stapling, he began a conversation with a crow who was uh, picking at a Popeye's chicken uh, wrapper. I like this guy a lot. And this guy began talking to the crow, saying, like, will you allow me to help you? Like, he was trying to help him open the package. Uh, and, then, and, then, and, then tell, and then recommending a better menu item uh, at Popeye's <laughs> By the way, to the okay, crow. Okay, okay, okay. So he don't think he has any power, so you just saw, you witnessed him talking to animals? It's true, yeah. Fucking dildo. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he's fucking real. I'm sitting there going, yeah, he's the crazy person. He, yeah, he literally yeah. can talk to animals. You know, at the risk of losing listeners uh, by driving uh, our, you know, our crowd away, but what's his podcast? I want to listen to it because the episode where he's like, starting a new jujitsu class, I'm teaching a crow. Teaching a crow jujitsu. Crow jutsu. Doing some crow jutsu over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watch out for crows in your neighborhood, man. Yeah. Don't fuck with them. No shit. As if they weren't scary enough already. Now we got a guy out here teaching them jujitsu. Now they're going to be dressed in black. You'll never have them on. Can you? I mean, crow's bad enough, but now imagine them tumbling, striking, traditional ninja weapons. <laughs> the night will come when everybody will Wang Chung. <laughs> <laughs> Prophecy has spoken. That's right. The lights are coming up on the stage. 
Uh, you can see me coming out with my suit, uh, my mic, my microphone, and uh, welcome to the members of uh, Lil Cap and Travis, our free legal advice podcast listeners. I'm sure you could tell by that theme song that we are here today to play the dating game. That's right, the dating game, that TV show that. Uh, will be on air for a couple years and then go away, and then a few years later it comes back and people seem to quickly tire of it. But it keeps coming back. The same executive keeps coming in and out of a coma. He's like, what about the dating game? And then <laughs> <laughs> into a coma. Let's try it again. Yeah, never sees it fail. Uh, yes. Well, we don't need it to fail. Um, hey, I, I gotta say, I read all of our emails... Mm-hmm. That you guys, you the listeners, keep sending in I don't to know us. How you get through all those? I read all of it's... the listeners' emails <laughs> <laughs> because I work for the NSA. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly a third of your emails um, they seem to imply that you are romantically infatuated with one or more of the hosts of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Um, although. Grant is the only one of us who's available in real life. He's out of your league anyway. But the the but good news... Not in the direction that you think. <laughs> the league... <laughs> down. Go down. Don't look up in the leagues. You're not, go, not looking up to the majors. Hey, the good news, none of that matters. Because regardless of your physical location or the marital status of a podcaster or your relationship to Grant's League, um, you can have an imaginary relationship. Yay! See? Yeah. Problem solved. Let's end the episode. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> You're going to have to decide... How, how do you pick? Do you pick all three? I mean, you're, you, it's an imaginary relationship. But to help you decide which uh, host you want to have an imaginary relationship, we're going to play the dating game. Woo. So that's exactly right. So to help you out, I'm going to ask our virtual bachelors questions to help you get to know them better. Great? Right. So without farther, further ado, let's meet our contestants. Bachelor number one is a coffee machine operator from Santa Monica, California. He enjoys model trains and fan fiction set in the extended universe of Teen Wolf the Cartoon. <laughs> and he's known in some circles as the founder of Ryko Disc Records. Let's welcome Bachelor number one, Corey Siefker. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just awkwardly, I'm awkwardly staring at the camera and I honestly don't know where to put my hands. The, of the three seats, one is illuminated, and you see Corey, who is Corey in real life. And I'm, I, I settle for putting one hand, like, sitting on it, and the other one doing the thing where you're, like, running, like, next to the window as you're driving down the highway <laughs> for the rest of the show. Let's meet Bachelor number two. Bachelor number two is an ice cream truck DJ from Berkeley, California. He's an organ donation enthusiast who overuses the phrase movie magic. When he isn't staying out of trouble, he's keeping busy, getting it done, or living the dream. Please welcome our second contestant, Matt Siefker. I am very sweaty. <laughs> sweaty as if you were in a barber chair. Uh, am yes, I right or am I right, folks? Exactly. Oh, God, he's making small talk. <laughs> All right, let's meet our third contestant. Bachelor number three is a file clerk and tribal chieftain hailing from Columbus, Ohio. In a 1956 test match, he took 19 wickets for 90 runs, not only setting a test record, but going 10 for 53 in the second innings, becoming the first bowler to capture all 10 wickets in a test match innings. His unpublished self-help books are underwhelming at best. Please welcome bachelor number three, Grant Siefker. I knew what at least half of that stuff meant, actually. 
uh, I'm sitting there with my cricket bat, uh, <laughs> and I'm like frantically trying to like get my hair to not look stupid, but there's just it's it's a lost cause at this point. All right. So normally at this time, I would say that uh, you, the audience, have met our bachelors. But we're going to bring out our contestant. She's been in a soundproof room. She hasn't heard Jeez. any of this. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, God. this is a mystery partner, so if you would prefer that to be no, um, I'm just, a robot. I'm just or, way more uh, nervous now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's whatever contestant makes you the most nervous. Mm, um, you nailed it. An alligator. But now it's, you know, it would be the you, uh, member of our listening audience. Now I'm talking to you. I'm breaking the... What fucking wall is it when you're talking to someone in the radio world? Six or seven. That's a set, at least the seventh wall. The six and a half wall. um, I'm breaking it talking to you because now it's you who are going to ask questions. But on behalf of you, it's me. So I'm going to pick a a (laughs) list of questions that seem to have been found in some of these emails. Oh, yeah. And uh, is this the plot to Inception? There's so many layers. <laughs> this is something. <laughs> I'm I'm in a dream right now. I don't For know how many layers you deep I am. On the video screen, everyone's uh, independent thumbnail videos are tilting in different directions. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and we're all like, I'm in slow motion. Matt's in super slow motion. Corey looks like he's almost. I've been stopped. nearly dunked in a bucket of water this whole time. <laughs> well, it's just because we're we we uh, Corey's in a dunking booth right now. He's uh, working at a is carnival. That, is that top starting to wobble? Um. So the uh, the anxiety inducing contestant is out, and um, I, I introduce them. What they do, um, whoever they I guess are, if fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you're. Uh, it's true. You listen to a very funny podcast, a very funny weekly half half hour, but it's almost never ever a half hour mm. uh, podcast. And oh, you're enthusiastic enough that you want to send them a uh, burrito. That's that's fantastic. Mm. Okay, so uh, without further ado, um, I'll relay your questions. So, first question. uh, Bachelor number one, if you are having dinner alone at home, what are a couple examples of what you might prepare for yourself? I remember I'm sitting on one hand and answering with one hand, doing a running man uh, in front of me. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, when you when you ask uh, what kind of dinner I would prepare uh, alone at home, I instantly get defensive and I go, "I ate, I ate food." <laughs> <laughs> You're in a safe place here. This is a safe space. Uh, and then I start rattling off lists of recent things that I know I've eaten, having forgotten if I ate or not. I'm just like, you know, toast, juice, some pickles. And then as that gets weird, I double down. I was like, I, I toasted some pickles and juice. That, that's what I did. I'll make it for you on a lovely night. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Catch as catch can kind of a situation. Right. Um, bachelor number two, I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, no one else at home. You just need to, to – uh, you're feeling hungry. So uh, just to make that clear, it's not like you're forced to eat on a certain time or something. But what what kind of a meal would you prepare for yourself? Okay, dinner time. So it's not 5 o'clock uh, because I, I grew up eating at dinner at 5 o'clock, but that would be ridiculous to do that now. So it's 6 o'clock and I'm hungry. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to go into the, I'm home alone. I'll go to the mm-hmm. fridge. See what leftovers are in there. Well, there's not really anything in there. Let's go to the pantry. We probably got a box. And then I'm going to go sit on the couch and think about it for a while. And then I'm going to go back to the fridge. And then back to the pantry. And then back to the couch. And I'm going to do this uh, triangle f- for a few times until the uh, 
Uber Eats guy arrives with what I ended up ordering because, <laughs> damn it, I'm hungry. I don't know how to cook anything. Where, what, are, what have you Uber Eated? Uh, a burrito. Let's, let's okay. be honest. Okay. Classic delicious yep. burrito. Um, and Bachelor number three, the same question. Um, you, you are hungry. What kind of a meal would you prepare for yourself? Uh, I would forage uh, in my kitchen for some sort of substrate upon which I could spread peanut butter. <laughs> nice. I would then spread the peanut butter and ingest the substrate. <laughs> um, can you name three acceptable substrates? Oh yeah, you got a you got a slice of bread, you got uh-huh. a bagel, uh-huh. um, you got some other form of bread. <laughs> I cannot no. No, is the answer to that question. No. Okay, okay. I can name two. Okay. Uh, bachelor number one. If you were a dessert, what would you be and why? Uh, I would be, uh, uh, I would be a, a fruit tart uh, because um, uh, that's what I usually like to get. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Bachelor number two. If you were a recreational vehicle, using this podcast definition of a recreational vehicle, um, which kind would you be and why? Uh, I would be a uh, four-wheeler uh, mm-hmm. with uh, mud flaps um, and a, with, a, with a smokestack because I'd be whopping <laughs> mm. all over that place, um, uh-huh. getting dirty in the mud like a, like a hoggie. Uh, mm-hmm. cause I got a big old hog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My, my, my penis is thanks. what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, sh- you should know uh, that this, it's, it's large. Uh, um, bachelor number three, if you were a European country, which one would you be and why? Hmm. I'd probably be Montenegro, mm. uh, because... Because you hate Serbians? Because I'm not a fan of those Serbians, uh, but also because it's shaped like a chode penis, and that's sort of <laughs> some kind of sexual innuendo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great answer. Montenegro. Okay. On the board. Um, let's stick with you, then. Uh, bachelor number three. I have another question. Everyone has a different level of acceptable tidiness, um, what, what is a tidiness pet peeve of yours? Uh, well, in my experience of living with other people, uh, the answer is probably everything. Uh, <laughs> what will I say or do about that? The answer is nothing. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd say... Around the, around just, the, in the area of tidiness. Just leaving yeah. dirty dishes just in the sink, whether mm. there's water in them or not, it, it's just, what do you even... What are you even doing? <laughs> yep, that is a that is a hanging crime. Um, thank you, uh, Bachelor Number Two. Same question to you. Um, what's a tidiness pet peeve of yours? I'm gonna say uh, when my lady doesn't pick her drawers up off the floor because <laughs> I know we had a night of passion, <laughs> but you pick them drawers off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Type of when we're having sex. With- uh-huh. 
Oh, wait, intercourse? Wow. You, are you talking about intercourse? Bachelor number one, uh, same question to you. Uh, a sort of tidiness-related uh, pet peeve of yours, I would like to know. Um, I can't stand when people leave dead things everywhere. Um, you're going to have to elaborate. Like, uh, I, got a, I got a shelf and I've got a bunch of plants on there that I never watered, and they're dead and I leave them there. Or rats all over the place. <laughs> well, Can't stand okay. it. Or rats. Dead <laughs> rats everywhere. Yeah. Wow. I, hate, I wow. hate having to ask, whose dead rat is this? Yeah, this is why we couldn't live together. That is a hard one. I'm going to stick with you, uh, Bachelor number one. If the president was kidnapped by ninjas, what would you do? <laughs> I would probably need one other bad dude to go along with me. And um, at this point, I stop doing the finger running along the windows, and I flex for whoever listeners are trying to date me, um, mm. implying that I'm a bad dude. Um, and uh, I would drop uh, cow chops as I moved forward. I s- Great move. Um, bachelor number two. If you were a ninja weapon, which one would you be, and why? Mm, excellent question. Um you you would think I'm gonna say nunchaku, uh, but I'm not going to. Um, I would use the uh, ninja weapon that is uh, crow telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> crow- oh. telepathy. Sorry. <laughs> so crow telepathy is yes. Crow telepathy <laughs> is my family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I don't want to correct it. Uh, bachelor number three, if you were a ninja weapon, which one would you be and why? Well, uh, you've got the uh, the humble bow staff, which the advantage of being trained with the use of the bow staff is so many things can be a bow staff. You unscrew ah. that mop handle. Oh, boy. Bow staff. Just watched that this weekend. Bam. Uh, exactly. And so you rhinoceros uh, pizzle. Uh, so, because that's so useful, I would not be a bow staff. I'd be Psy. Who cares about Psy? They're weird. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, great. Great. Um, bachelor number two. A neighbor is having a noisy party. You've already spoken to them about keeping it down. At what point is it okay to call the cops? Well, it just so happens this afternoon... My neighbors, uh, apparently one of my neighbors is a jazz pianist, and he had a jazz trio going in his backyard, upright bass, uh, piano, all that. Um, And I did call the cops uh, the second that I realized I wasn't invited. Fuck that guy. (laughs) It sounded really cool. He lives right there. I can hear the music in my house. I want to be over there watching the band. When they see uh-huh. you through the curtains, do they stop playing for a little bit and shut their curtains and then start playing again? <laughs> Quick, go get some curtains. We're outdoors. <laughs> I told the cops one of them had a gun. <laughs> Bachelor number three, same question to you. There's some noise next door. You've already talked to them. They're a neighbor that you've spoken to before. Um, when is it okay, at what point, to call the cops? Neighbor that I've spoken to before, so this is a fictional question. I don't, it's, mm-hmm. I don't know where this is coming from, but I'll mm-hmm. have to put myself in the headspace. <laughs> <when I'm> speaking <laughs> to the neighbors, okay. Um, let's see if they've got 
their jazz trio just just a blaring <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. all the latest hits of the 80s, 90s, and today. Um, <laughs> like any good radio station. The answer is, as soon as I feel like they're playing music that the cops want to listen to, I'll, I'll let the cops know, hey, there's a party over here. <laughs> uh, they're playing your favorite hits. Let's come, you know, if you want to, want to stop on by. Out of friendliness to the police. Yes, absolutely. I see. I see. Okay, uh, Bachelor number one, same question to you. You've already talked to them. At what point is it okay to call the cops on a noisy neighbor? So I've I've walked over and I've t- I, I told them, when I walked over, it was to tell them that, hey, it's a little loud. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you, you've already, you've talked, yes. Okay, so I've expended the nuclear option. Um, <laughs> what I do is uh, I, I pack up all my belongings and I move. <laughs> <laughs> I tried everything. Okay, all these are subjective, um, except this question was the only question in this list where there's one right answer, and that is never. Don't fucking call the cops on them. If you got to deal with them the next day, deal with them the next day, but fucking man, I mean, don't call the cops on them. Okay, Um, so Bachelor number two, the president was kidnapped by ninjas. Got a plan? Yeah, I'm going to summon a crow army. Ooh. To uh, swarm uh, the the ninja stronghold and um, you know do my bidding to release the president. Uh, the president will probably thank me. Have a big old parade. I'm gonna have a hell of a party. A tinker tape. You know everyone's everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be after me. Gonna have lots of women. Uh, you know. After me, we're going to have a big old crazy party. But I'm telling you, if those women leave their drawers on my floor <laughs> one more time. There's going to be a lot of astronauts at this ticket Long. day parade. Be full of astronauts. I hope not. I hope not. Hmm. I um, mean, yeah, I'll be an astronaut because I'm getting some ass tonight. <laughs> oh, <God>. Huh? <laughs> that works That's so sick. well. I know. I didn't think it was going to, and I was like, oh my God, it's I happening. As it was coming it. out of my mouth. For the uh, members of the audience who are trying to evaluate your choices, they all three high fived right now. Um, <laughs> we absolutely. didn't hear it because we all missed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, bachelor number one, how would you describe your clothing style? And are you open to suggestions from a partner? Um, I would describe it as uh, uh, modern hobo. Modern hobo. Modern hobo. And um, advice on what is my question. Okay, no, so that's advice my advice could come from no, my like... answer is advice on what. Okay, 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 okay. Um, bachelor number two, same question to you. How would you describe your clothing style and are you open to suggestions from a partner, um, I would I would describe it as uh, you know like a like a southern gentleman with a, with a white uh, with a white suit and one of those uh, kind of like a bolo tie, but maybe it's more like a shoestring knot that you tie around your neck. And is that seersucker? Oh, it's Ooh. I suck all the sears. This is uh, oh, southern journal. So that would be my style, and um, I'm always open to suggestions from a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So you have your uh, white wide brimmed hat to match your white suit, and she gives you a poker visor and says, "I think this is a better look for you." 
Well, I would say, my dear, I would uh, happily wear this poke advisor after you let me have sex in every one of your holes. And <laughs> <laughs> what a gentleman! <laughs> what a gentleman! <laughs> If you kindly do me a favor. Hey, I'm just going to say, if this is him in the streets, imagine him in the sheets. Wow. <laughs> I would I be, so, be yeah. so blessed to wear your poker visor, my, my dear. Well, uh, Grant, uh-huh. how would you describe your clothing style? And would you be open to a suggestion from a partner? I would describe it as style and no. <laughs> <laughs> They're husk, husk envelopers is, is, what, is what I wear. I, it's the brand of, I need something to envelop my husk. Great <laughs> thinking ahead. Can't have an opinion on something you don't recognize. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like me in Lithuania. These bastards. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, bachelor number one, Ooh, that's if you were a pro wrestler, which one would you be and why? Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, uh, because oh. I would do, uh, I would do, uh, cartwheels all over the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as a, as a skinny guy, it'd be nice to have a little more cushion for the pushing. <laughs> <laughs> bachelor number three, same question to you. If you were a pro wrestler, which one would you be and why? Uh... I'd be Yokozuna because I would think I would see Corey's cushion, his pushing cushion, and I'd think, well, I got to top that somehow. Uh, plus, got to one up that cushion. Mm-hmm, plus, Lex Luger would bogus slam me on the surface of an aircraft carrier. So, on the deck of an aircraft carrier. Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. That that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And I know you. I've known you for your whole life. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Bachelor number two, same question to you. If you were a pro wrestler, which one would you be and why? Um, a lot of good pro wrestlers out there. Um, I think this I think this will, will count this as a wrestler, um, even though he's more of like a manager, but I would be Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South. <laughs> and I would put my mouth on your South. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know why. Kalingus. I've never thought of that with uh, oh, Jimmy my Hart. Oh, God. Well, okay. <laughs> um, hey, Bachelor number two, we'll, we'll stay with you for this one. Um, what is something a partner could either uh, give you as a gift or do for you uh, that would tell you that th- that they really get you, that they really understand you? And do the uh, dishes, laundry, sweeping, um, picking things up, wash the car, basically any of the chores that I own one hundred percent. You know, if, if you just once <laughs> do that thing, like that, that'd be cool. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. Interesting. So- wow. Just a hypothetical. Just a hypothetical. <laughs> Just as that was a complete hypothetical situation. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, bachelor number one, same question to you. What is either a gift somebody could give you or something they could do for you that you would really say like, oh, shit, you, re- you really get me? Precious metals. Gold bullion. <laughs> <laughs> 
that is that is you. That really is. And and that, that's for the people that really get me. And for those that sort of get me, jewels and scepters. Send me precious metals. <laughs> yeah. I remember many Christmases growing up that uh, yes, you wanted platinum, iridium, uh, yeah, ingots or sheep. gold bullion. Yeah. yeah. You'd hear me shaking it, but it wouldn't shake much because it was very heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Bachelor number three, I'm going to ask you the same question. What's something either if somebody got you or did for you that you would say, oh, wow, you really get me? If someone really understood me, they would understand that uh, compliments and gestures of kindness make me horribly uncomfortable. And so then they wouldn't do anything kind, <laughs> but then they would feel like they're not doing it. And it would it would be like uh, telling a, a robot, like a, you know, a logical fallacy, and it wouldn't... Whatever uh, neural circuits they have would be fried, and then they would go into a coma. So someone, can can I rephrase that as someone who would be happy to get in an emotional Mexican standoff with you? Yes, yes, (laughs) AKA date me. (laughs) Yep, they someone who that you see uh, uh, that they crack their knuckles and then walk up and introduce themselves (laughs) to you, or they like do the. Spit in both their hands like they're gonna take a swing with an axe. Like I'm gonna, I got a big. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shot at this. Mm-hmm. Okay, emotionally. Yes. Great. Great answers all around. Great answers all around. Um, bachelor number one. Yeah. What would you describe as the perfect date? We'd go somewhere that you like. Um, we'd eat some food that was tolerable to you. Um, uh, afterwards, we'd probably. Uh, go out to a, uh, see one of your favorite bands, or um, maybe uh, a movie that you've been interested in seeing, and I haven't had to uh, make a decision that you shoot down the entire time, and then we have freaky sex. <laughs> <laughs> like like podcast bleeping sex. <laughs> like, uh, And then we'd probably uh, go to separate homes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, bachelor number two, same question to you. What would you describe as the perfect date? Five fourteen eighty three. The date in which Jesus Christ, God bless oh, the world. Jesus Christ, and brought me into it. Yeah, uh, I that answer makes me want to get into an emotional standoff with Grant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, great answer. Uh, bachelor number three. What would you describe as the perfect date? Uh, I would say that the perfect date probably looks plump and has shiny skin. Uh, they might look a little <laughs> wrinkled, but they shouldn't be hard to the touch. Uh, oh, now, you keep an eye out for crystallization. That's a sure sign that your dates are not as fresh as they should be at the time of purchase. Thank you. number you two. Asked. <laughs> I'm talking to a batch. Batch number two. Uh, what are three bands that you listened to in the last week? That's a great question. So I like to keep it, um, you know, contemporary. Listen to a lot of the college radio and see what the kids are listening to. So uh, I actually just went to a concert, uh, which was uh, Styx, Journey, and REO Speedwagon. Hmm. <laughs> All right, thank you. Nothing thank but you, the bad. hits. Nothing but the contemporary hits. It's not bad. Bachelor number one, same question. Three bands that you listened to in the past week. Uh, in the past week, I've been on a uh, a world pop, uh, uh, world music kind of kick. 
so uh, I was jamming out to uh, Radike and Timbo. That shit's rad. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was grooving on some some jazzy stuff um, by the Low Bottoms, and uh, honestly, uh, there was a uh, there was a whole album of uh, sexual backing tracks um, just called "Gonna Get Wet." <laughs> Uh, just had that on replay this whole time. It's in my brain. Ooh. Okay, were these like soundtrack, like songs that are like uh, that you would want to have sex to, or are they like just the noises of sex, uh, of like uh, meat slapping together and grunting and breathing? Well, yes. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Bachelor number three. It's, uh, the ryth- it's rhythmic grunts. Uh, bachelor number three, uh, to, to scrub my brain of whatever horrifying things, uh, Dr. Frankenstein is experimenting with over there. Um, what are three bands that you listened to in the last week? Uh, in the last week, I don't believe I listened to three different bands. I probably heard maybe four songs, maybe, uh, on the drive this weekend. Uh, and they were all uh, songs of hate written by the White Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, so I've got to go with them. (laughs) (laughs) Not what I expected! Okay. Would be Zeppelin and the Beatles, but. uh, Oh, yeah, and the Beatles. Okay, so I listened to the Beatles songs of hate. Uh, it's only getting worse. They Let's hope that album, that's the last right? one. Is. Hate with an exclamation point. Wasn't that their album? Anyway. Let's hope the last one doesn't mention the KKK. So, uh, <laughs> no bachelor number one. If your partner was a white can- nationalism. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit. You were saying? <laughs> if your partner was a canned beverage, how would you enjoy them? Um. <laughs> I would shotgun them and ha- and I would drink them sloppily and too quick for anyone's enjoyment. <laughs> uh, thank you. Bachelor number two. If your partner was a canned beverage, how would you enjoy them? Uh, with a white hood. Uh, <laughs> mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. Wait, no, 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 no more KKK. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, this truly is a dating show if you have to shout that. Mm. <laughs> uh, first, I'd start with eight mint leaves, and I would take a mortar and pestle and grind them and get the essence of mint and form it into a simple syrup, stir in with two ounces of bourbon, bourbon, in which part of the south am I from? I don't know if I'm if I'm Cajun or if I'm just a southern gentleman at this point. It's all off bourbon. the rails, but I would. Uh, I would. How I would, many ounces were bourbon? How many ounces were boybin? Or is it equal parts? Equal parts. Scribbling down bourbon and boybin. <laughs> equal, equal parts and points, boybin and boybin, bourbon. <laughs> Uh, yep. But it would be very gentlemanly. You you see very very good. I see what you're doing. You would want a gentle. You would you would enjoy your partner gentlemanly. Correct. Lily. Correct. Gentlemanly. Uh, bachelor number three. Same question. If your partner was a canned beverage, how would you enjoy them? 
I would be worried that the canned beverage uh, is like thinking something. Maybe they don't want to be drank right now, right this second. And so I would just leave them in the fridge uh, and they would just sort of, you know, leave them to their own devices. It's, it's for the best. It's for the best. Uh, thank you all for, for playing. Uh, I think that we, we've learned a lot about uh, white nationalism and about... Uh, <laughs> um bachelor number three do you have any (laughs) do you have does your car horn play dixie or the yellow rose of texas the yellow rose of texas but uh we can get dixie installed if you want all right um yeah hey so thank you all playing i hope that uh you at home have learned a little bit more about uh our contestants and it helps you to have a uh, fantasy relationship um with one or all three well Little Captain Travis, uh, tell us what you think. Uh, what game show would you like Ben to host next? Email us at freelegaladvicepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to see which South American country that they would be and why, uh, you can find us on Instagram. We are Free Legal Advice Podcast. Spoiler, it's Paraguay. <laughs> All three. Yep, Paraguay, Paraguay, Paraguay. <laughs> And like Grant always says, uh, the best place to solve age-old questions is by following us on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. We're going to put up a poll and solve it once and for all. Is it bourbon or boybin? Uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Free Legal Pod. The question that's been burning the internet for years now. Wait, has it been burning the internet or boybin? <laughs> 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 and if you like the show, get down on all fours and like it nice and slow. Get down, you Man's voice. Show us a like and a nice other voice like you again. And we're just gonna fade out. We're gonna fade out saying anything in Matt's gross southern voice sounds Classic A classic bit. Episode 126. Got some pitches. You're going to pick one, and then we'll spend a little bit of time fleshing out each one, and then we'll decide which movie is going to make the most money. So, uh, my first pitch here, getting right into it, uh, Helicopter Wars. In the far-flung future of the year 1999 A.D., all wars are fought using armies of soldiers flying single-person helicopters, which stands for Human Encasement Computer-Aided Soldier Machines. (laughs) Pitch number two. Hold hold, hold on. Sorry. Can you you give me that again? Human Encasement. Human Encasement Computer-Aided Soldier Machines. (laughs) Computer aided soldier machines that had, but that's helicopter. Sorry, we'll, we'll get whatever, whatever. Okay, all right, I'm good. I like it. Yeah, it's bio sanitation battalion. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ooh, are we doing a Bob reboot? Wars. You could sell that as a helicopter. <laughs> so, movie number two. No helicopter left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Two super spies are tasked with using their high-tech helicopters to sneak into Fort Knox and free the president's emeralds that are being held by a general gone rogue. <laughs> My God. Uh, we'll get there, but I'm just, I can't wait to find out who's playing the general. Movie number three. 
Too Fast, Two Helicopters. A slick, sexy look into the underground world of street helicopter racing. <laughs> Movie number okay. four. Copter Cops. Two police officers take the fight against crime to the skies. Then they realize that nearly every single crime ever committed happens on the ground, so they patrol their beat from the comfort of two sweet-ass choppers. <laughs> oh, that, what was that one's name again? Just give that to me one more time. Copter Cops. Yeah, that's what it was. Has to be said like that. By the way, I said there were six, count them six. Apparently I wrote seven, count them seven. So there's a seventh one that I hadn't even realized Bonus. that I wrote. If you write four more, we could, we have 11 and we could, we've got ourselves. <laughs> we're already there. I don't know how we would tie them together into one series. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah. There's, actually, there's not a single thread we could <laughs> We'd need a common thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a through line. Ooh. Next movie, Satan's Rotors. A boy is born whose father is none other than old Scratch himself. He grows up and realizes he has been given the unholy power to control helicopters with his mind. Uh, It's a real thought piece. Next one. Legend of the Helicopters. A tale of swords and sorcery and helicopters. This movie follows the journey of legendary hero Chopper, a hulking, greased-up helicopter rippling with abs, on his quest to find the legendary golden gyroscope. Yeah, you broke that. Yeah, that helicopter's got some sweet abs. Is ripped. I can picture the long Just shredded. Oh. oh, look at the abs yeah. on that copter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, our seventh and final movie, Hamlet 4, Not Without My Helicopter. <laughs> Hamlet, or somebody else, it really doesn't matter, is a pilot of a space helicopter battling the forces of the Black Brood, an evil race of flying space creatures bent on colonizing the galaxy. Turn internet over.